Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. That was a heck of a baseball game. Everybody got a chance to watch. Two really good teams going at each other. Hard fault the whole way. No quarter was taken, no quarter was given, really. I mean, I can cap the whole game if you want, but just in general, being a hard fault game. That is the thing about postseason baseball. Yes, the games can sometimes be great. We're very fortunate here in Cardinal Nation that many of those times the great games end up going our way tonight or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, it just didn't. It was a great game, just did not go the Cardinals' direction, unfortunately, for St. Louis and for Alex Reyes. But still a great baseball game and still a phenomenal accomplishment for this team. Where it came from and where it ended, I mean, that's a 106-win Dodger team that really, I mean, they earned it. I don't want to take anything away from them, but uh, you'll hear in a minute. Adam Wainwright says St. Louis went in there and made them sweat. And really, uh, can you ask for anything more than that? I mean, I'm sure a win. Um, but if you're not going to come out, and sometimes in sports, sometimes in baseball, sometimes in life, you can't end up on the winning side. Uh, but but it was competitive the whole way through for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm Brett McMillan. This is the Cardinals Insider Podcast, and it is the uh, wild card post game edition. Unfortunately, the last and only post game edition of this program. That we will do this year. Going to get into a little bit of post-game sound for you here coming up, and we're also going to get into some of the highlights, and let's dive right in and start off there. If you hadn't gotten to watch or listen to the whole game, we'll get you caught up real quick. This one had shades to me of Chris Carpenter, Roy Halladay, 2011 NLDS Game 5, because you had Scherzer, you had Wainwright, two guys that were going to be stingy. I don't think that it worked out, especially on the Scherzer side, quite the way we all maybe expected. He only goes four and a third and throws 94 pitches before getting removed from the ball game. Probably could have gone longer. Uh, it worked out for the Dodgers in the end, so I think there's less scrutiny on Dave Roberts than maybe there could have been. In some ways, it breaks from that 11 NLDS narrative, but there were parts of this game where I, I sat back and thought, man, this really has that kind of feel to it. And it started with Tommy Edmond. He got on with a base hit, stole second base, eventually moves over to third on a uh, on 
uh, uh, tag up as Tyler O'Neill flies out to right field. And then, with Nolan Arenado at the dish, guess what happens? A wild pitch gets uncorked. Here's the 0-2. And that gets away from Smith. Coming home, Edmund. He will score. And the Cardinals strike first on a wild pitch. How about that? A wild pitch. Tommy comes on in. It's one nothing St. Louis after a half a frame. And really, it would settle in for that score for quite a while. That was the score in the bottom half of the inning. Uh, Mookie Betts led off with a single that went off of Edmundo Sosa's glove. He got to start at second base in place of Paul DeYoung. Then he had a little transfer issue, Edmundo did, trying to turn a double play. So instead of a double play to end the inning a little bit later, there was some runners on, traffic on the bases, Adam Wainwright in the bit of a jam, and a liner comes right back at him. Turner, a shot, oh, what a play! Whoa. Adam Wainwright shows it to him. I've got it right here. That was Justin Turner who rifled it back up the middle at him. I'll play this again. If you hear it, there's two pops at the beginning. One is it hitting the bat, and the other is it hitting Adam's glove. Turner, a oh. shot! I got it right here. So there you go. We're one nothing as we head to the third inning for the St. Louis Cardinals. Still cruising along. It is Mookie Betts with a single off of Sosa's glove, uh, and maybe I don't know midway through that inning or so. First and second, one out after that. Cody Bellinger, who had walked to lead off the inning, was also on the bases. And then Corey Seager walks, so they are loaded up with one out and a huge double play to get Wayno and the Cardinals out of the inning. Wainwright deals, Turner on the ground, right over the bag, Edmund steps on the back, through the first, and a double play! Wainwright broke his back. Wayno doing his part, the Cardinals still leading one to nothing. We go to the fourth inning, and it's the Southern California native, Justin Turner, who steps up. He's the leadoff man in the bottom half of the frame and runs in to an Adam Wainwright curveball. Wainwright deals. Turner in the air left field. He's going to watch it fly. Justin Turner strikes again in the postseason. Wayno did great, though. He got two strikeouts immediately after that and then gets the final hitter in the frame to pop it straight up to Yadier Molina. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals are tied with the Dodgers one to one. That's the score the rest of the way. The Dodger bullpen was really good. I thought the Cardinal bullpen was was also good. We'll get to some of maybe the difference maker numbers here in just a little bit. But we get to eventually, way forward, many innings, the bottom of the ninth. Cody Bellinger is on. He steals his second base of the night off of Yadier Molina. This one comes with two outs. And Chris Taylor, who didn't start this game, he got subbed in as part of a double switch. Steps up to the plate. He was 8 for 72. Yeah, 8 for 72 entering this game with Max Muncy out and not able to start in this one. Taylor didn't factor in as far as the chance to start uh, because of that 8 for 72 mark, but he made the most out of a critical at-bat against Alex Reyes. The first hitter that he faces is Chris Taylor. Bottom nine tied 1-1 at Chavez Ravine. Reyes fires, swing and a drive, deep left field, this is way back, walk him off, Chris Taylor! This doesn't always go your way, like we said at the top in baseball, that's tough for Alex Reyes, you really have to feel for him, a good, good guy, uh, 
tremendous amount of upside, a huge big-time prospect for so many years. He's battled through injuries, was an all-star this year, did lose the closing job, of course, but I think anybody would look at it that pays any attention to baseball and say, this guy just has tremendous stuff, and uh, there there is a big potential and big upside for him going forward. Rough way to end his season but all the best to Alex, and I think that there's a lot of people, as you're going to hear in a minute, uh, his teammate and his manager in Adam Wainwright and Mike Schilt that think the world of him despite a really rough end. Yeah, the totals here in this ballgame look like this. The Cardinals, one run on five hits, no errors. They leave 11. The Dodgers, three runs, seven hits. They do commit an error, and they leave seven on base. The big number, the big difference maker to me, was 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. That's what St. Louis hit tonight. They could not get a runner in after they reached second or third base. So uh, that that's obviously going to, to make things difficult for you when you go 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. They were facing some really good pitchers, both in Scherzer and then the guys that Los Angeles rolled out of the bullpen. Again, uh, it doesn't make it feel any better tonight, but a 106-win Dodger team and uh, you can't really hang your head at that. It's a tough competition on both sides. Adam Wainwright in this ballgame, five and a third, four hits, one run. It was earned, two walks, five Ks, 95 pitches. As I mentioned again, Scherzer, not exactly sharp. I mean, he wasn't bad. He was Max Scherzer. He had some really good sequences, but four and a third, they pull him after that. Three hits, a run, three walks, four strikeouts. 94 pitches for him. In wildcard history now, the Cardinals 1-2 and all-time in wildcard round series. I know that some of these now are one game, but I'm going to classify it as a series. They won against Atlanta in the inaugural NL wildcard game in 2012. That was the infamous infield fly with Pete Cosma, but uh, St. Louis wins in Atlanta that year. Last year in the best two out of three against the San Diego Padres. Unfortunately, the Cardinals not victorious in tonight. A similar result as Chris Taylor and the Los Angeles Dodgers walk them off. All time, though, the Cardinals 4-2 and two in playoff series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. It is always interesting from a baseball perspective when these two teams hook up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mentioned a little bit ago, tough for Alex Rays. You feel for him, a good guy, a lot of talent. Here's what Mike Schilt had to say about Alex Reyes and uh, just the effort that he gave tonight and his uh, once-closer and still dynamite reliever in the way that things unfolded. we got a clubhouse full of guys that are hurting, Alex included. You know, this team didn't, didn't come here just to play. This, came, this team came here to win and move on and, and take down our 12th World Championship. So, um, you know, that was the investment of our group since day one of spring training. So it hurts, you know. Alex is hurting. You know, when I talked to him about and gave him a big hug, like I did everybody on the club, was... We're not here without Alex Reyes. We're just not, you know? And he had his bumps and made adjustments in the second half, got some huge outs for us. Obviously in the first half, set a major league record for 24 consecutive saves. Made a little adjustment in the second half of the season, but uh, came up huge for us, you know, was multiple times. The first one comes up in New York, extra innings. I mean, this guy's 
pitched really well for us right here towards the end. And, um, you know, he's hurting. I just told him, hey, man, you walk out with your head up. You got a lot to be, happy, you know, pleased about with this year. Similar message to the club. You got a lot to be feel good about, and you got a, you got you got a reason to hurt too. And you know, I'm not going to take away the hurt because the hurt is what motivates you to move forward. And um, but what, I don't want that hurt to overcome either because there's too many positive things happen with Alex and this club to to walk out with anything but their head up. That is for sure. Lots of positives to pull from this one. Doesn't feel like it right in the aftermath of it, but certainly a lot good in that run of 17 uh, straight. What was it, 19-2, and two, I think, at one point there uh, in, in a stretch of September. I mean, a lot of positives to take away, but tough tonight. Alex Reyes gives up the home run. That's what Mike Schilt had to say. How about the starter? And, uh, and Adam Wainwright, who has been a closer before, what did he have to offer for Alex Reyes? Yeah, I just gave him a... Gave him a huge hug, told him we loved him, told him I loved him, and gave him another big hug and just told him how special he was as a player and as a teammate and as a person. You know, it's all you can say in a moment like that. He doesn't probably want to hear any of it, but it's all true. He's a great teammate. He's a great player. He's a great pitcher. He's a great friend, and uh, I hate to see anyone go through that, but he's got an incredible future ahead of him. I can't wait to see what he does next. It's going to be great. Here's the thing with Adam Wainwright and uh, and this ball club. I think that he's going to speak on it in a moment, but there was some mojo, obviously. You win 17, rattle off a a club record 17 straight in September. Uh, Clearly, you're a special team. And while it, in many people's perspective, I think uh, nationally, rather, was unfortunate that the Dodgers ended up here with 106 wins, that is the way that the rules are written. And I think that there was a feeling probably on both sides. I had the feeling sitting and watching that whoever won this game was in a really good position to uh, really battle in the next round and I think battle through the rest of the National League playoffs, not to take anything away from any other teams. Uh, If you make the playoffs, you belong there and and you have the capabilities to win it all uh, if you can get into the dance, so to speak. But it really did seem like whoever came out of this one and done really was just going to augment the mojo that they already had. And Adam Wainwright speaking on that a little bit after this ball game. I just I felt like I felt like we had a team that was going to win a World Series. Honestly, um, and we played a we played a good game tonight. We we played against a very good team. You know they were they were like they are. I mean they were you know they were relentless and and. Um, they're just, the, you know, they're a great competitor. They're a great compo- uh, opponent, and uh, they beat us. You know, we, we, we had our chances. We talked about it. We had our chances to win that game, and, and their pitching did a great job. Their defense did a great job, and, and uh, they got the big hit at the end. As Tony LaRusso used to say, sometimes you just got to tip your cap, and I think that's the chance or the, uh, the takeaway tonight. With the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Cardinals played well in many respects. The Dodgers just coming up with the big hit at the very end there. So what's the takeaway from all this for the year? Here we are, 162 games in, plus this wild card game. There were definitely some downs. I don't think that anyone uh, on the roster would probably fight you on that. I mean, there were moments that were difficult for the fans, for the players, I'm sure for the coaching staff, for the manager. That's baseball. Again, there are downs. It is a game of failure, but there were a lot of tremendous ups as well to see what this team did, to come from where it was to get back in. There were a lot of people drawing parallels to 2011. I know that the 
the end of this seems a little hollow compared to that, but but the lead up to where we were and getting into the postseason, I think just shows you that uh, sometimes a little bit of magic in September can can put you in a place where you're enabled to do something special. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But there's a lot, I think, to be excited about with this team that maybe people weren't talking about a couple of weeks ago. Adam Wainwright, as he so often so eloquently does, summed it up really well. Where, uh, where do we go from here? Where is this team now and what is it capable of as we move into spring training next year and beyond? Whoever won this game was going to have a, a really great chance to have a deep run in the postseason. You know, that's, that's how we looked at it. We, we, we really felt confident coming into this game that we were going to win today. I mean, we did. We've been playing great baseball. And this, the, 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 the takeaway from this, from our team, is to understand how far we came, the adjustments we made, and what, what a great baseball team we can be when we play like we're supposed to. And uh, we showed that down the stretch. We showed that, that we can play like that in any situation, in any atmosphere tonight. Um, like you said, we didn't win, but we came in here and made them real nervous. It was a great baseball game. I don't think that you can argue anything different. Yes, uh, 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. It's a tough It's a tough game. It happens sometimes. This offense has proved that it's capable, that it can hit. It's certainly, this team can certainly play defense, and there's a lot of pitching to be excited about. So, as we head towards spring training, Jupiter in February of 2022, I think there are reasons to be optimistic. I think there are reasons to be downright excited. Adam Wainwright said it best. Wish that we had more of these to do with you. This is our last postseason edition of the program, but we'll sprinkle in some bonus episodes throughout the winter. Right now, we're planning on sending Cardinals Insider, both for TV, for digital, maybe a little podcast, down to Jupiter in a few weeks when uh, it is fantasy camp. A lot of alumni, including many members of the 2011 team, will be there. Perhaps we drop you some podcast content from there. We also may drop you some Flashback Fridays from this past summer. I know there's one with Fernando Vina, another with Ted Sizemore. So there is plenty of good stuff yet to come. So make sure that you are dialed in. You don't want to miss an episode. We really appreciate you riding with us all year, including this postseason stay yesterday and today. For Craig Wilson and Emily Stevens, who were on the ground in Los Angeles, my name is Brett McMillan, signing off for everybody involved with the program. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.